Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the show. We have just two more days praying scripture together, and I'm excited to join you today. I'm excited for Holy Week to be upon us as well, and I hope you all find time to connect and participate in some way the significance of that week. It is the holiest of times, and we are all invited to experience God's divine presence in new ways. In these last days, we are looking at the last words of Christ as he hung upon the cross. We looked at his words to those who persecuted him, his words to the thief on the cross alongside him, his words to his mother and to his beloved disciple, his words to his Father in heaven, and now his words to us, the reader. In John's gospel, before he dies, Jesus offers two things to indicate that his death has purpose. The first is that Jesus declares that he's thirsty. He does this to fulfill scripture. And then the second immediately follows. Jesus said, it is finished. In both of these words, Jesus is affirming something about his life. Jesus knew he was suffering the crucifixion for a purpose. That in this act, redemption for everything else was being made possible. Earlier in John's gospel, Jesus said about this event that it was of his own choosing. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18. Jesus was declaring that it wasn't sin, nor our wandering, nor the darkness of evil that forced him to suffer in this way, but rather his choice, because he knew that a greater purpose and reality would be the outcome. It is finished. These words were packed with meaning for what was finished here was not only Christ's earthly life, not only his suffering and dying, not only the payment for sin and the redemption of the world, but the very reason and purpose he came to earth was finished. His final act of obedience was complete. God's covenant promise upheld. Because we are created in God's image, part of that image-bearing is the fact that we too were created for and with purpose. We are called to live and act in such a way that fulfills that purpose. Mordecai says to Esther that God had put her in a place to help his people. But if she doesn't, God's will will find another way. I love this passage from Esther because, one, I've learned that I cannot fully be an impediment to God's will. God will always find another way, with me or without me. But God desires most to do it with me. I have a role in God's amazing and beautiful salvation story. Now we all have gifts and talents and we all have unique passions and interests. And what I'm getting at is that we all will end up doing and working for goodness in our own way. But we are all unified by the same call to live rightly in this world. 
I think what makes God weep more is when God sees that we aren't living the way we are called or should. Paul stresses this to Titus, a young disciple of his. In this letter, Paul encouraged Titus to always use his life as the greatest witness and voice to proclaim God's good news. A reading from Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Words that stand out, renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, upright and godly lives, blessed hope, and zealous for good works. Let us pray, letting these words inspire our words. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your unfathomable grace in sending Jesus to bring salvation to your creation. Give us a deeper understanding of what your amazing grace has accomplished in our life. It is important that we continue to learn from your word and by your spirit to let go of anything that is ungodly in action and worldly in passion. Help us to live rightly in this life, striving to care for others, especially those that need our care the most. Thank you for the blessed hope that we have in your son Jesus. We pray that we may be ever looking to him to define our purpose and perspective in this life. And because of our growing love for you, may we be inspired to always to do good works in this world, through our life, and all for your praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are called to live a purpose-driven life, to quote a book title. We are called to strive for and pursue that call so we too can proclaim that our work is finished at the end of our life. Make your arrow prayer for today. Mine is, through my growing love for Christ, may I be inspired to always to do good works in this world through my life and all for your glory. God bless you. You are listening to the one. And even though Lent is coming to a close, we continue to seek and find the one who is worthy of everything and embrace the everlasting love that comes from knowing the one.